Welcome back, everybody, to Mama Pang's Parenting Podcast. This is episode five, and today we're going to be talking about um, holding those big emotions. You might remember on the last episode, um, we talked about talking with the parents of your children's friends. Um, But today we're going to talk about these big emotions. All right, so big emotions happen at all ages. So you don't have to think about this in a, you know, my 12-year-old or my 18-year-old or my 5-year-old. Let's just talk about big emotions and what's going on. A really good um, source out there is The Whole Brain Child by Daniel Siegel and Tina Payne Brayson. Um, It is a book uh, that kind of makes you think you're going to deal with younger kids, but this applies to all ages and stages. So one of the things that I like to teach um, all the parents that I deal with is the hand model of the brain. And in that book, they talk a little bit about it as far as the upstairs brain and the downstairs brain. But if you will just kind of follow along with me here, I'm going to do the hand model of the brain, and that's going to give you keys to where these big emotions are coming from, where your kids are kind of getting stuck, where you're getting stuck. Um, and then that that's a leaping off point. So hand model of the brain, just put your hand in front of you. Well, if you're driving, please don't stop and put your hand in front of you. Um, <laughs> so if you look at your hand, the wrist area, okay, that area is kind of the reptilian brain or the, the primal brain. That's the part that's um, for breathing, for the fact that your heart is beating. Um, The basic body functions, think of brain stem, right? So that's around the wrist. And then if you take your thumb and fold it over your palm. So the thumb represents the limbic system. And in the limbic system is the amygdala and the hippocampus. Those are our two main players for my knowledge of of brain science here. in that area, those are your emotion places. That's where those big emotions are held. And um, we all have them. That's an important area of, of the brain to develop, but we also don't wanna get stuck there. So now take your fingers and fold them down on top of your thumb that was folded over your palm. That represents your prefrontal cortex. So in your prefrontal cortex, that's where all that higher level thinking occurs. That's um, problem solving, um, executive function, um, morality. That all sits in the prefrontal cortex. And what I want you to know is when we're dealing with big emotions, anger, fear, anxiety, um, love, uh, exuberance, okay, like excitement, Think of that um, child that's getting ready to go on a big excursion and they are just so excited. They're not in their upstairs brain or in their prefrontal cortex. They're in their limbic system. Um, And what they talk about in the book, The Whole Brain Child, is that you can um, kind of get stuck in that limbic system or it can hijack your uh, prefrontal cortex. And when that happens, they call it like flipping your lid, right? So your fingers pop up and they're no longer online. So you're operating out of your limbic system. And kids do this if they're super anxious, um, super excited, or they're very, very angry, um, they're stuck there, right? And that higher level thinking is it's not connected. Your fingers are up. That shows you that they're not connected to that part of the brain. So 
we can't ask them to stop and think that through, right? We That's where that impulse drive comes from. Kids, you're like, oh my gosh, they did that. I can't believe they weren't even thinking. They weren't even thinking. That part wasn't plugged in. So if they're stuck in the limbic system, um, they're creating a groove and a record by being there. Uh, we have a negativity bias, which makes us more predisposed to finding threats in our environment. And now that we don't live in uh, that type of, well, we do live in kind of a threatening environment, but not day to day, like I'm going to be eaten by a mountain lion. Um, so sometimes that's a, a false sense of threat, right? But that's where they are. So those big emotions are housed in the limbic system. And we need to meet our kids there in order to help them through those big emotions so that the prefrontal cortex, those fingers, can come back down over the limbic system and we can think through those emotions. You know, when, we, when I talk to parents, I'll often say, you know, no one in the history of the world has ever calmed down by being told to calm down. It tends to have the exact opposite effect. Um, so what I'm saying you need to do with this knowledge is kind of figure out where's your kid at? So they're holding a big emotion. Um, I have actually had children that uh, their parents have called and said, you know, so-and-so has, uh, they've crawled in a closet. They're so upset. Um, they are just sitting and, and rocking and I can't seem to um, get them to, you know, come out and stop being that way. And well, there's a huge emotion going on. And so they're, they're not plugged in to the prefrontal cortex. So what I've had to do is say, okay, we need to meet them where they are. They're stuck in their limbic system. They're stuck on a big emotion. And for anybody, if you're stuck on a really big emotion, that's pretty difficult to deal with. I mean, for adults, I think we're easier to um, understand maybe grief as a big emotion. Um, grief can feel like that big, heavy blanket that's kind of holding us back. Um, our kids feel big emotions um, as fear or um, nobody's understanding me. Uh, they're anxious. They're very angry over something. So we have to kind of take our chances and, you know, if you could see me, I'm putting my hands out and, and doing my step in and hold that emotion. Um, but you really do. You have to reach out, kind of go, wow, um, state back to them what you're seeing. I'm seeing with your body language, uh, I'm seeing what's going on. You look really scared or you look really angry. Um, give them some words. Give them some time to breathe through that. So I have this um, person that I deal with, Dr. Margaret Jessup, and she's a local child psychologist here, and she's written a book called Hornets and Hippos. And I often refer to that because it's such a great resource. Um, it gives these techniques for stepping in when kids are dealing with those great big emotions. Um, it gives some tools, right? So... One of the tools that she teaches in this book is called Mindful Meds. So it's movement, exhale, drink water, and squat spot. And those 
four techniques, those four tools are all usable when a child is stuck in those big emotions. Um, so we're, today we're talking about being stuck there. Um, maybe in another episode we can talk about how do we identify before we get to that stuck point. But today just just hang out with me because you know you're telling me my kid's stuck in this really big emotion. So we've got mindful meds, um, movement, exhale, drink water, squat spot. So the things that happen there with movement, um, when you get really fearful, you're stuck in your limbic system, you're very afraid of something, or you're very anxious about something, um, the body automatically sends out cortisol and adrenaline. And so your instinct, your body is telling you, you need to move. And it, it also can trigger the fight or flight um, response, which also comes with fight, flight, or freeze. But more often than not, you know, your child really actually needs to move. So instead of um, go sit on this chair, uh, back to that, you know, punishing this out of them, which doesn't work, you want to come up with, I think you need to move. Why don't we go on a walk? Why don't we come over here and if they're little, let's pretend um, to fly an airplane. Or if they're older, you know, wow, do you just want some time um, to beat on a drum, to have a pillow fight with the wall? Um, give them a safe outlet for that. But movement, because that's what their body is automatically telling them to do. And the other piece is exhale. So you can um, calm down the parasympathetic nervous system by exhaling, right? So you're teaching your child, okay, take a deep breath into five, hold it for two, exhale to seven. Do it again. Inhale to five, hold it for two, exhale to seven. So the exhale is longer. And in doing that, they are automatically helping that nervous system calm down. Drinking water, um, just the, the mere fact of drinking water, it's kind of telling your body it's safe, right, to focus on digestion. Um, so just the act of drinking water can help. But then we all talk about this. If you drink enough water, you're going to have to go to the bathroom. And lo and behold, you're going to flush your system of those um, chemicals that were dumped when you had that flight, right, flight, fight, or freeze reaction when that cortisol hit the body. So um, that's your option for drinking water. And then squat spot, you know, if you know yoga, um, child's pose is the perfect squat spot. But if you can't do that, um, you know, I've talked to kids that say, boy, you know, I'm on my way to school and I'm getting really worked up and I'm really afraid of whatever, maybe they have a big test or something. You're in a car. Okay, what can you do? Simply bending at the waist um, and, and kind of putting your head down if you can, as far as you can. Um, that squishes the vagus nerve. And that, again, helps calm down that central nervous system and helps get you out of that fight, flight, or freeze um, reaction. So you're giving them tools for when they are stuck in their limbic system. And once you've acknowledged and supported those big emotions, that's when slowly but surely um, the prefrontal cortex can come back online. Those fingers come down over the, the thumb. So you can think about, it. okay, they're, they're back 
to where they can start to reason. I can, I can have a conversation with you now because you're starting to calm down. And that's when you can step in and, um, you know, say, wow, you know, when your brother did X, boy, that really, really upset you. Or, gosh, thinking about taking that test in, in science tomorrow kind of has you worked up and you seem like you are really stuck. Um, I'm glad that we're able to sit here and talk about it now that you're feeling a little calmer. Um, so these are all really important um, techniques. There's many, many more. Um, I highly recommend that we offer our kids um, the chance to meditate. And that doesn't have to be any of that, you know, woo-woo, crazy, oh, that's so out there. All you're asking in meditation, um, if you look at it mindfully, is just to say, let's learn to calm ourselves down. Let's learn to stop that racing mind by, by just stopping, taking a breath, sit somewhere comfortable, and just breathe. So you remember in the mindful meds, there's that exhale part. So you're just asking them, focus on your breath. Focus on the inhale and the exhale. And that, that's a tool. That's some important piece for them to take with them. They can do that anywhere, right? Um, I have some great stories about kids and their parents once they've learned the concept of um, this fight or flight to be in their uh, limbic system or if they're in their prefrontal cortex. And um, I said that uh, Dr. Margaret Jessup has this book. Well, she she talks about it in the terms of um, the hornet brain and the hippo brain. You know, when you have that ability to label it and, and have an understanding and a common language around it, boy, it's easy to communicate with then. And again, like I said, I have these stories. Um, I had a child that we, we trained her in the program Hornets and Hippos with this workbook and to understand, you know, uh, hornet brain is those big emotions, your limbic system, and then the hippo brain, how it kind of helps us think things through and gather more information and help us get up to our prefrontal cortex. And then, you know, the story goes that um, they were redecorating her bedroom and trying to hang pictures and trying to get things, you know, you want it to look just right. You don't want to put 12 holes in the wall trying to hang a picture. And so um, her dad was starting to get kind of frustrated. And that used to cause, I think, some family stress right? It's always hard for kids when mom or dad starts to get really kind of stressed out. And she had new language for this. So she's, she's looking at him and she's like, hey, daddy, you know, you're in your hornet brain. And it kind of stopped everything, right? And luckily, he was receptive to that. Well, they ended up laughing about it and realizing, oh, you know, how silly of me to get so frustrated over hanging pictures. And by golly, they did hang the pictures. Everything looks fabulous. But what a connection they made for a child to be able to say, hey, dad, you're in your hornet brain. You know, you're getting stuck on a big emotion. And that doesn't feel good. And it's hard to be around you. To just then being able to laugh about it. You know, he was, he was quite brave in his ability to step back and just be like, oh my gosh, my kid just called me out on something and she's like four and a half, five years old. Um, so that's huge. You've, you've uh, got a common language to talk about these things, getting stuck with these big emotions. Um, so things to think about there, um, mindful meds, 
Think about the hand model of the brain and, and think about that option to step in, to offer understanding, to offer support. Um, kids need our help holding some of these big emotions so that they can learn to go through them, right? And to be okay on the other side. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, I'd really like your feedback. I'd like to hear your specific questions and concerns. So go to the descriptions below and um, connect. Leave me some messages so that I can answer your specific questions on parenting. 